Hello and welcome to the Four Comic Junkies podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges, and this podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. Go to batman-on-film.com for all the latest, greatest Batman-iest news. And, well, we're not talking Batman today. We're talking The Flash. We're talking holiday specialness, I guess. Uh, my guest today is, of course, returning Lance Laster, who's uh, always a welcome presence on the show. Thank you so much for coming back uh, uh, this time, Lance. Hey, thanks for having me again. Uh, I I will admit that when I reached out to you and said, do you have a Flash story that you want to talk about? Um, if I had 10 guesses, I wouldn't have guessed one of yours would be comfort and joy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, not, and I don't mean that necessarily in like a, <clears throat> in a bad way, just that, you know, I... I didn't think of it as a flash story at first because the story that excuse me stuck with me in rewatches is um is the Jean story where he's at the Ken mm. farm. Um and I think this is a great showcase of the Justice League members they have because they're you know Batman and Wonder Woman aren't in it. Um mm. but you know you get to see you know the the Green Lantern Hawk Girl romance kind of continue there and you get to see just how much of a dork that Superman really is, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and, and you also get to see the flash just be a, a really, just a nice guy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what, well, it, so yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, like it, it just, it just pairs well with what his character is, what his character is displayed, you know, in the series up to that point, like everything's consistent mm -hmm. with how he acts in this episode. So, yeah. Um, I gotta tell you, I was I was rewatching the episode with my daughter the other night, and I was like, because she found like a Wonder Woman comic at the bookstore, and she was kind of going through it. And she was like, "Is there more Wonder Woman stuff?" And I was like, oh, "A little." So we put on. I was like, "We'll watch some Wonder Woman stuff." And of course, that this is the first episode I put on. She's not mm -hmm. in it at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, "It's it's still a good one. It's about Christmas. It's nice." Um, <laughs> and then you know she watched some other Wonder Woman stuff and liked it, but. Um, I got to say this this particular episode is is not on my usual like holiday rotation watches, but it really, really should be. Yeah, like I I feel bad saying that, but I I rewatched. It, I was like, this is such a a nice story, you know. It just, Wait, so so if it's not, what is on your what is on your your holiday watch list then? Um, I mean, it's always <laughs> like the the classics like Home Alone, um, yeah. or the first two movies at least, mm -hmm. um the uh the santa claus okay and uh miracle on 34th street okay the original one uh mm -hmm. one of my all-time favorites um you know uh, nightmare before christmas the grinch okay. Okay. um and some some like tv shows like you know i might throw on like like the friends christmas episodes or uh the community uh abed's uncontrollable christmas whatever mm -hmm. it's called uh because that's just classic anyway they can watch that in the summer you know <laughs> yeah um and uh, oh of course batman returns <laughs> okay so yeah this this one i i don't know why just kind of 
I always liked this one. It just never like occurred to me. Oh, we should make it like a regular thing around the holidays. <laughs> it, I mean, it is for me. Um, okay, I, I, I am. I am disappointed though that you did not mention Die Hard as part of your your. your holiday <laughs> You know, I I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> um, I I okay. Here's the thing on the Die Hard debate. I 100% say it's a Christmas movie. Well, because uh, it is. But, but go yes, on. But I also haven't watched it in a long time. Oh, um, bro. So I know I'll I'll fix it this year. I think that's it's another, on. That's, dude, that's another annual thing for me. It's die, <laughs> like Die Hard's one and two because they're both they're both Christmas movies. Yep. Yeah, I forgot about the second one being a Christmas movie. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, and, and of course, every Thanksgiving is planes, trains, and automobiles. So <laughs> well, it's that and Spider Man, the first one, the, the first yes. Raimi one. I, you know, and that's something that people mention around Thanksgiving every year. I saw a bunch of stuff on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, and my first thought was, oh, yeah. And it's like, I watch it every other time of the year. <laughs> you know, so, uh, that movie is, is, is well worn in my house. Yeah. Um, cool. But, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I thought it was something. Oh, Christmas Vacation, of course. Cause, oh, okay. Know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I said that, like, my best friend and I were talking. He was like, he's like, my parents love that movie. They they watch that movie, like, in the summertime. And it's so <laughs> weird to me. I'm like, I kind of get it, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but, of course, you know, I don't know. I always think of, like, the greens, you know, like, you have the Grinch. You have... Um, Oh, shoot, what was the other one I was thinking of? Um, someone in a green suit. Elf? Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know. Another very classic. like, Yeah, and then and then like Home Alone 1, I think of him in the red sweater. It's very, very Christmassy, you know? <laughs> what about It's a Wonderful Life? None of that for you? Um, I, I do really like It's a Wonderful Life, but I have a, but I have a beef with that movie, okay. which is that, Excuse me. If if the movie were to be remade, like let's say like I was gonna remake that movie, which but go on. Yeah, it'd be silly. But I would kind of like the idea of everything bad that happens to George always happens around Christmas time. So when it's like finally he's at the end of his rope and it's like every Christmas something goes wrong and I hate this time of year, blah blah blah. Because it just it sort of just ends on Christmas just because it ends on Christmas. It doesn't end on Christmas as part of any thematic storytelling you know what i mean Mm. so it's it's not a bad thing about the movie but it is something that if i could i would change okay and i've never told anyone that but i've always felt that way about the movie so that's out there for everybody to hear yep now everybody knows yeah it's like well everybody knows you're a psycho and (laughs) (laughs) jesus just like a movie man (laughs) um but yeah and then there's always like you know that was the you know, on this Christmas thing for a second, that was always the thing that bugged me about Home Alone Three, which I don't mind as a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it's just like winter time. It's like no, it's the first two are special because it's Christmas time. Yeah, well, you know? that's that's one of the reasons why it failed. So, oh well, yeah, and then you know the other amongst among other reasons, but it's well, one of them. there was uh, I think there was there's definitely a fourth one, and I think maybe a fifth one, and then there was a reboot from a couple years ago. Yeah, I haven't um, seen any of those. Yeah, neither have I. I have no interest. Um, but I saw, like, I remember seeing, like, the video, the jacket at, like, Walmart way back when you could still get movies at stores. Um, still can. Yeah, well, you know. Don't, don't start places. false narratives. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, um, oh, gosh, what was it? 
yeah, it was French Stewart as one of the burglars. Yeah. And my and my friend at the time was just like, that guy is like the king of these like direct to video like Disney movies? crappy movies. Because uh-huh. he was uh Inspector Gadget too. And I gotta say he's a much better choice as like the cartoon Inspector Gadget than Matthew Broderick. Oh. But that was still a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw parts of Inspector Gadget too, and I was like, this is garbage. And I didn't even like the first <laughs> one. <laughs> but anyway, all that anyway. all that to say. Uh, back to Justice League. So yes. uh, this episode being written by Paul Dini, who is just why he's not the Kevin Feige of the DC universe will never in, will never make sense to me. You know, I mean, it, well, I mean, it makes sense given their their their, their track record. Like why? <laughs> but sure, I, I I hear you. Yeah, no, like they should have consulted them. Um, but we know also why they didn't consult them. Yeah, and they're both bullshit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, But, you know, it's... But what's refreshing about this story to me is that, yeah, there's, like, an antagonist in the sense, you know, there's... Whoa, what the heck? I don't know what that was. (laughs) Some alert just popped up. Um, But it's gone. I don't need it. Um, The... The thing that, you know, really sets us apart is there's no antagonist you know there's there's like a ultra humanite um, yeah but he's not like you know a, a complete villain the whole time it's sort of funny uh, it's, it, it, there's a little bit of ebenezer scrooge with him yes. another one muppet christmas carol there we go okay there you go. <laughs> that's about that's the i i i maintain i'm going to stay on this tangent for a second okay that muppet christmas carol is the best version of a christmas carol because it's the first time i felt like Ebenezer Scrooge was improving with every visit from a ghost. Ah, okay. Because because it seems to me that there's a couple other versions I w- I've watched, and I'm just like, I feel like he only gets better when he realizes he's gonna die. Yeah, you know? I mean that's and, I mean that's that's pretty good motivation. No, sure, <laughs> but you know everything else, uh, you know, I don't know, that's just my take on it. Michael Caine is awesome. So, that's <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. What uh, as a as a flash story, you know, because you threw out a couple ideas that I really liked. Uh, what 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 draws you to this? You know, is it just is it the Christmasiness of it, or what is it about it that you're like, oh no, this is one of my favorite flash stories? Well, the Christmasiness of it, number one, um, and then number two, just the fact that he's very like it shows how he handles the villains here is very. Um, it's very in character for him in this universe and how, how he, he deals with his villains and his rogues gallery way different and completely different from everybody else in, in the yep. justice league. Um, there's not necessarily an antagonistic relationship with, uh, with his, his rogues gallery. It's more, uh, honestly, it's kind of like teacher student, right? Teacher <laughs> and like, and student that needs like, you know, extra help or like the troublesome student that like just needs extra guidance. That's kind sure. of the role that he has with them. And uh, you see it in other episodes, like in the Flash and Substance episode where, you know, yeah. he's talking to Trickster in the, in the bar and, you know, just tells him like, all right, well, when you're done with your drink, go turn yourself into the police. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. No problem. Like, <laughs> Got me again, know. Flash. <laughs> exactly. So he has that type of effect on them. And then and then also the fact that he is the, you know, he's the, the heartbeat and conscience of the of the league itself of that team because yep. we see later with the you know with the justice lords thing like you know him dying is what caused them to kind of lose their their moral compass and yep. so this episode really kind of like yes it's christmasy but like this is how he would act and acts all of the time mm-hmm. 
You know, that's that's a really good point. Um, and, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned that about the Flash and Substance episode, because that's just what, one of my all-time favorite episodes of any television ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it has some genuinely funny moments. And there's something about putting Batman, especially Kevin Conroy's Batman, in really funny situations that yeah. he has to react to. You know, like, uh, like getting kind of guilted into coming to the flash museum opening you mm-hmm. know and and kevin conroy always delivered that stuff perfectly but yeah it also includes one of my favorite lines of dialogue in any comic book thing related which is captain cold going you know what taking turns is dumb let's just jump them at the museum uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of the best lines um and i and i love this idea of the you know going back to the, the you know this episode of, of the flash you know making an effort to go to uh orphanage and it's like kids what what do you want like i want to help your day i want to make your your season brighter you know Mm -hmm. and because wally you know in the comics doesn't have like a great history with his parents you know it's kind of white globbed on the the berry yeah right and which is something that i think the tv show could have done but didn't with their Mm -hmm. wally berry relationship but whatever so um what are you doing? I mean, they kind of did with my with one of my favorite lines in the show uh, was when Wally uh, yells at Barry that that Joe West is his dad. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> legitimate right. laugh out loud moment in the, at that episode. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but that oh my god, that show made some it made some choices. That's for sure. <laughs> it, it took some turns. That's true. Yeah, but hey. Uh, but that was to my daughter who's running around the house. Um, <laughs> but when I said, what are you doing? That was, <laughs> so I wasn't like criticizing you or anything. Um, but uh, yeah. And uh, and just, I forgot about, I remembered that there was a toy. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I watched this episode, but when it was the DJ rubber ducky and yep. it was just like farting. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, I can't believe this is really happening <laughs> in yeah. this cartoon, you know? Well, the funny thing is, like, I love, uh, you know, a later aspect of the thing, like, you know, when the Ultra Humanite, like, you know, changes the toy, the Flash is just like, I kind of liked it when it made the poopy noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. It just, it, it's it's such, like, a wholesome thing. Like, he somehow tricks not even tricks like he convinces ultra humanite to get to go along right and i think and it's such like a a christmas carol scrooge type of moment a little Mm -hmm. bit you know and and i like that you know like you said like he just he's willing to give these guys second chances you know he's not just he's not just like all right like you know humanite says i i improved on the toy and he's like it's not gonna explode is it he's like of course not and he just takes yeah, he, he takes them at his word. He's not just like, well, I don't trust you. I need to look at this myself. Yeah. He's he's willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's such a, you know, it's it's so simple. And especially uh, I, something that I found kind of funny was the bit where um, he says, you know, he's looking around all over the city, can't find the toy. And then he sees like the Santa Claus side and he's yeah. like, that's it. I'll go right to the source. And then the next thing you see is all this snow, but which it's is just the, 
the top of Mount Fuji. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a nice good bait and switch, right? Like, and yeah. I loved how, like, like again, like the show kind of outsmarts you because you would think that in this universe, in this cartoon universe, and where you have Superman, you have New Gods, and you have all these, and you have, and you have Amazons and Green Lanterns and all these things, you would think that Santa would be like an actual thing. In, sure. in this universe, but it's not like they, yeah. they, they they throw a wrench in that. It's like no, like he's just gonna go with like straight to the manufacturer, <laughs> which is hilarious. I, I thought that was really funny, and especially the the, the CEO or whatever of those the company. It's like you know you've you've saved us so many times, Mister Flash. Thank you so much. And I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this. This is such a a strange turn, but it's also like. I don't know. It also there's a little bit of like jingle all the way to it, right? Absolutely. You know? um, and I'm sure that was part of the inspiration. Was and and I think that's well, this what is made... well. You have to remember this is still this was uh, when did this originally air? Right, like uh, probably like 2002 or three. Yeah, so like that was still back in the era where there was like a hot toy. For, for kids every single year where there was like a one big yep. item that kids always want, like that kids always wanted and parents like had to go scrounge for. It seemed like when we were growing up every year, there was something to that effect. Yep. Nowadays, it's a little bit different. Um, but and I guess the only thing that would kind of come close would be, would be like gaming systems, but they're more readily available than, than some of these other, you know, limited edition or at least uh, limited in number toys are for shelves, right? It's, it's, right. It's, a, it's a very different landscape. And so, you know, you have to remember this is the era of, you know, the Furby and the Tickle Me Elmo and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Jingle All The Way spoof that with the Turbo Man thing. And then, right, uh, right. like, you know, all these things, it's based in some sort of reality. And so it's just interesting looking back on it with, like, with, you know, our eyes in 2023, that, like, there's no craze for a singular toy at this day and age. Um, no, yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, and especially, and then toys are, have, become so vastly different from what they were when when we were growing up because nowadays toys are like are 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 more geared to like adults who want to collect them and display them and do that type of thing um yep. you know toys for for kids to play with they're still available obviously but it's it's just different now um and you know technology and screen time and video games and all that other stuff kind of changed the landscape of some of those things so yep. um that's just kind of it's just an interesting observation there. You know, I I think about that a lot too. Where you know, I, I see like toys that are uh, you know that come out with a movie, right? You know, mm -hmm. like the, the, the Wish just came or Wish just yeah. came out, right? And there's some stuff, you know, uh, but like the biggest thing are like Funko Pops, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like if there's ever like, but there's never like, there's some, but they're just there's not like action figures like we had, you know? Uh, there's just like one or two like flash and batmans of varying sizes for the flash mm -hmm. movie right um and then there's like some marvel stuff but it's just it's so but it's not like but it's not like a line like the batman forever line or, or the batman right. batman returns line where like they had all these different types of batman and different vehicles and different yep. color schemes for them and stuff like that they didn't they just don't do that really anymore even with yeah. like you know like you think about like marvel like with iron man it was the perfect character for all these different type of armors right yep. but they don't really it, like since his like they didn't really do that with the mcu iron man they did it with the iron man animated show that came out in like the early 90s yeah um, that. but that's but that's pretty much it right yeah yeah that's you know and that's interesting that i don't know because i remember being a kid and like that 
Christmas 95, getting all of like the Batman Forever stuff, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like, like, like the big uh, Batcave set, which was one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, all that stuff, you know, my birthday's in the summer too. So I always had like Batman birthdays. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting that there's, there's nothing really like that anymore, but there's also this influx of, you know, and this is like tired topic already, but, but like content, right? Like my daughter mm-hmm. is, is, you know, her favorite show is like three or four different shows right now. Yeah. And you can only watch them on Disney plus or, you know, because you know who has cable anymore you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and that nothing really wrong with that but it's just there's nothing just, times have just changed right because because yeah. yeah. like with her like you're not like scrounging like you're not scrounging around different stores looking for a singular toy for her are you right yeah no i'm not so like uh, and and that's just just a, a tale of how things have changed. Like there's enough stuff that you could probably get her where she would be satisfied, satisfied and not be completely disappointed and heartbroken if she didn't get one singular thing. Like it's well, not kind of like that anymore. No. And you know, for, for better or for worse, I guess. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um, Cause I, I remember like thinking that when we were kids, like, like, man, like, you know, I want to get like the, the tiger's word for, yeah, man. or something, you know, um, just, and and those being sold out for like a super long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now that you know we're like big kids with big money, we can spend. You know, yeah. <laughs> we go back to our childhood stuff. You know, I mean, look you at be like me who got one like six months ago. Oh, that's awesome! Why I specifically bought a Buzz Lightyear just because it looks like like the Buzz Lightyear from the movie, and mm-hmm. it's in the box. I'm like, so this oh, is in, cool. in the, the spaceship box. Yep. Yep. That's so cool. Yeah. And and everything and he does everything he can do in the movie, which like ironically I don't think toys could do all that back then. Which is but, so like, funny. Yeah, but like you know he does the helmet thing, the wings come out, you know. And now my my daughter has it. I've given mm-hmm. it to her. I'm like, this was no longer on the shelf. This is yours now. Yeah. Let her play <laughs> um, with Buzz. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was so cool. I was like, dude, this is just like the movie. And it's like, and here I am, like a 36 year old man. Like, how awesome is this? You yeah. know. Which is exactly what I would have said. I can again Christmas '95, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but but you know, the, this is going to be like a long like Christmas tangent. I think it's fine. <laughs> it's going to keep happening. Um, I really love the uh, the the Smallville stuff because I think that that doesn't get in this episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't get. Uh, like Smallville never really got a lot of screen time in the Superman animated series. No. Um, and, and maybe we're, you know, I'm just biased or upset because, you know, I love Smallville so much, the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think, I, I, really, I mean, it bounces out into the end because we did get 10 years about that show. So, and about sure, that. Sure. <laughs> uh, again, for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what I really liked um, was just like, again, just how, sweet and innocent like clark is you know that clark still believes in santa claus mm-hmm. you know and and jean is just like he doesn't really understand what's going on and he's just kind of like uh like i'm it's nice to be here and and i love how the kents are with him too they're like oh we're no strangers to aliens in this house come on that was, in you know that was one of the funniest parts like he like he comes over and he's like, hi, I'm <laughs> like, my name is Jean. I'm a Martian thinking that it's going to weird them out. Right. And like, yeah. they're just like, oh, no, nah, this is, this is perfectly normal for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a, you know, that's the funny thing about this show is um, 
I think, you know, we, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of this. It's so easy to just point right to Kevin Conroy and say, he's the best part of, you know, the, the series or, you know, his, he's one of the best actors or whatever, but mm-hmm. I, I have to appreciate the, the, the rest of the cast when they, when they get to shine. Cause you mm-hmm. know, like, like Carl Lumbly, especially is very, he's amazing. It's underrated because he is so, you know, he's almost monotone, but he's not, you know, he's it's not. just, it's, it, it's wonderful. No, he's doing a hell of a job. And like he yeah. has, he had a, a particular beat for the character and he had a particular cadence that he was very consistent with. Um, and he really set the bar really high for any future uh, Mar- Martian Manhunters to, to play, uh, to play yep. that, that particular role. Um, and you can see how a lot of people have kind of like, you know, modeled what they do with the character off of Carl Lumley. Right. Yep. So yep. Uh, in, in all future iterations, like if you look at Supergirl, that entire run, you know, homeboy was kind of doing his best, uh, his his best Carl Lumley impersonation in a lot yep. of ways. Yep. And then they brought Carl Lumley on the show to be his dad. So it's like, yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's, it, he's such a, uh, an underrated character. And I feel like he just, he doesn't get enough credit. Like one of my favorite, things with him is in uh, one of the tie-in issues of blackest night when mm-hmm. you know he's he's one of the zombie black lanterns and he says i'm as strong as superman why does everyone forget that yeah and i, and I was just like god this character is amazing <laughs> you know and, and like and, you know hasn't had his due since probably what brightest day like 10 years ago <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, i mean like scott steiner started to do some interesting stuff with him in his justice league run but then mm-hmm. the rest of his Justice League run was basically just, I don't know, he was drinking whatever Grant Morrison drinks. You know? <laughs> it's just, That's some strong stuff then. I, it's, it was something. I was like, I don't, I don't think he knows what's going on because yeah. I'm so lost and I've been reading every issue. <laughs> um, that's why I didn't pick up, or I picked up like the first two issues of Death Metal and I was like, I have no idea what, what the hell is happening in this. Oh yeah, I've, <laughs> I've avoided that entire thing. Um, but I got some of the tie-ins because some of those were good, but there were also like a zillion tie-ins. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, it's just this is a lot, so I'm just gonna get the cliff notes of this later. Yeah, exactly. Make sure Anthony Desiato does it, and then we can just listen to that <laughs> episode Basically. later. <laughs> Basically, um, shout out to Anthony. Yeah, exactly. What <laughs> uh, what I think uh, made this. Uh, interaction your you know this, this episode work was the the three very different ways everybody celebrates their holiday right mm-hmm. um because if it had just been like a justice league christmas party you know that might have been fun and there could have been some funny bits in it but yeah. they do that yeah. later with justice league action yeah 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 um and you know another and kevin Conroy again gets to be great in that show mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and and i just i loved how you know the Flash and, or excuse me, Green Lantern and Hawkgirl have this like, just, you know, competitive streak going, you know, like who can make the bigger snowman or throw the heavier snowball or whatever. Yeah. And, um, well, it's, it's, it's it's them. They're, they're flirting. Right. (laughs) That's, that's all it is. It's like, it's the, the, the beginnings of, 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 of their relationship. Um, and they are still kind of like, kind of dancing around it just a little bit, even though they both know that they like each other. Um, yeah. So that's another an interesting thing about it. Yeah. And I, I love that. I love that they have this, 
this uh, banter, which like, I wonder if that was always in the script or if like, you know. Uh, I've read that they planned those two from the beginning. Okay, all right. But you know, it's it's also great for those actors, you know, Phil Lamar and Maria. Canales. Canales, yeah. Um, was, uh, you know, they, they had a good chemistry too, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like these are almost always uh, ensemble records. Which, like, yeah. to me, I'm like, I, I think more animation studios should just do that. They probably do fewer takes, you know? They, they um, do, yeah. But uh, they always said how it made their editing process really hard. And I can kind of see that, but I don't really understand. But it doesn't <laughs> matter because we got uh, all these TCAU shows where it had some of the best, you know, acting performances because yeah, everybody's coming from a place of understanding the character. You know, like Rosenbaum... Mm -hmm. Is basically Wally West, right? He's just a goof, goof off, you know. Yes. Um, yeah, that's what he is in his, his actual life. Right, and and you figure he's like that, uh, you know. He but he also has like some stuff from his past that he's dealing with, and you figure like there's a little bit of that with the Flash. They never really get into it, but you know, there's a reason that we never really see Wally West do anything. It's always the mm. Flash, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um. And, and I and I love that Rosenbaum, you know, he, not being like a comic book nerd, he comes at this a very different way, you know, like kind of the mm -hmm. same way Kevin Conroy came to it. Like, oh, I, I, I have my hook into this character because I can relate it to, you know, like Shakespeare or whatever. And for, yes. and for Rosenbaum, you figure he's just like, well, this is fun. I get to just kind of be myself a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, so, and that's, you know, and then you have... Uh, Phil Lamar and I, I, I actually I told him this when I met him because I was like, "Oh, you got to meet Phil?" Yeah, I met him a couple years ago at, at New York Comic Con. Um, he, I told him I was like, you know, I had the same reaction with you that I did with like when I first found out was Mark Hamill was the Joker. I was like, I was like, yeah, but like not like Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. And then I, <laughs> and then I made Phil Lamar, and I was like, I saw the name in the credits. I was like, not that skinny guy from Mad TV though, right? <laughs> <laughs> And then it was like years later, I found out he was also Virgil and Static Shock. That's I right. Like, I was like, holy shit. But he, he signed a Justice League comic for me and he handed it back to me and, and used the Green Lantern voice. He was like, have a great day, JJ. And I just <laughs> stared at him. And suddenly I was just like, thanks, man. <laughs> it's just like, it made me swoon. I don't know why. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was a cool guy. Um, and, and again, he's somebody that comes at it uh, where he, he's a big comic book fan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's, he's already uh, like him and uh, Phil Morris, right. You know, that's the, what yeah. they're always talking about in their behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just, and all that just is, is so interesting to me, you know, who, who was all in on this from the comics or who wasn't who, and how did it affect how they approach their characters? And because this, this is an episode that only works because there's no villain. You know, there's just how do you celebrate Christmas? And here's three options. Or well, four, I guess you should say. Well, remember, it works. It, like that's one of the reasons, but it works because like the, like the, their investment, and then also like we've spent the time with them that we can do a slice of life uh, type of deal with them, right? We spent the right. time with them doing actual other stuff, and even if, amongst them doing uh, like the other superhero stuff, we had like actual character moments and stuff. So they had yep. built up the characters, and and we we have gotten to know them so well up at, up until this point that it makes sense. Cause remember like they break our hearts like afterwards. Cause like after this is star crossed. 
Um, so, uh, in the in that first slate of Justice League episodes, it's the only one that's just a half an hour. Everything else was an hour, like a two part or three part thing. If you're, if you're right. talking about Cross and Star Cross, so, uh, but yeah, like they had done, like so we we'd had hours <laughs> with them, uh, yeah. you know, like a, you know, and and lots of good character work had been done up until this point. So credit to the writing staff. Um, so that way it, we can have this slice of life Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. And. And what a, it's so wholesome too, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I said, there's, there's the ultra humanite who, uh, I, I can't remember the actor's name. I think it's Ian something, but he's just, he has such a distinct voice. He just, I'm like, how does it like Andrea Romano's a genius because that guy sounds like the ultra humanite. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make any sense, you know, like, yeah. um, but you know, it's, it's like only like certain actors can do certain parts or something. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. and and again, with his arc, I, I dug that where Flash is like, you know, you know, this this wasn't for me. This was for the kids, you know, and, and Flash is even like yeah. brokenhearted when it breaks. He's like, you know, I don't even care if he basically says, I don't care if you kill me right now. Uh-huh. And and I'm like, God damn, that's that's pretty intense for what's supposed that to be. Is. But I, but I also felt like you were saying about the Flash that it was also in character for the Ultra Humanite to be like, okay, well, if this is a chance to spread culture to some kids, I'm gonna do mm-hmm. it, yeah. and and not even in a malicious way. Like the the book he's reading, you know, is isn't like a bad thing. It's just a classic, right? Um, well, so no, it's, it's, he's reading like it's the Nutcracker, right? Like one, of the, the, one of the right. most the most iconic Christmas stories out there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like that's what he's that's what he's reading, and and uh, and I loved it for that. Yeah, and it just you know, and, and even like the animation is great when Humanite looks at Flash and he's like, you know, Flash, like this is for the children. I'm just mm-hmm. like, like wow, you're touching my heart a little bit. And yeah. just a few episodes ago, you were trying to kill all of them with Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it, I. I you know, I love the little bits with Clark where, you know, he's trying to see through the presence and they wrapped him in lead again. And um, and then Jean, it's a, one of my favorite moments. It's so funny. He goes, Kitty. And like the cat just like freaks out. Goes away. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, but then at the end of the episode, there's sort of a weird payoff to it where, you know, he's just singing and, you know, he's petting the cat. And it's like such a sweet little moment. Yeah. Uh, and I love that the, the, the flash or the that you know clark has a great line where he's like oh he said he didn't bring a gift and you know and like i watched it with the captions it said singing in alien language i was like i don't think i ever clocked that it was an alien thing i just always thought oh, yeah. it was beautiful yeah you know? that's that's what it was and so you know again like the sharing of culture right like which yeah. is a whole which is a you know a very layered but also deep important topic right um especially and, around christmas <laughs> yes it is it is you know that's why we say happy holidays dummies <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we're not doing it because anyway people know or at least they should yeah it, it's not being woke it's just being polite all right you freaking weirdos <laughs> uh, but uh but anyway <laughs> um you know it's 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 funny to me because this made me think of like other like christmas theme episodes you know and i don't think it's christmas but um the episode of Young Justice where Bart has to uh, deliver, or not Bart, uh, Wally has to deliver the the organ, or I think it's a heart, to a princess. Yeah, uh-huh, to it's, the uh, to Partita. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 not. I don't think it's Christmas. It's just winter. But uh, it made me think of that a little bit. You know, obviously, you know, with the older Wally running around, um, mm. and then um, you know, just like like Christmas with the Joker, of course. You know that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> um, a classic one, though. Of course, um, and just like just some. Uh, like you know, even like some of the Halloween episodes, like Young Justice had some really fun Halloween episodes. Um, yeah, and it's it's the kind of thing that I was like, man, this is like a, a bygone thing. Like, kind of like the toys we were talking about is yes. having like the the holiday theme episode, right? It's a it's a lost art. Yeah, it's a lost art because nowadays it's like if it's all streaming, you know, then I mean, technically, like Stranger Things season one is like Christmas, and then the second season is uh halloween right but mm. and then the third season was fourth of july uh mm. <laughs> it's always something i don't know um but anyway but like you said it's like it, it's a lost story we don't because there aren't as many like network shows or not really any that i'm tuned into um mm -hmm. it, you get some but it's just some the the majority of the stuff that's produced and money's put into is on streaming and you know there's that Godzilla show that just came out has three episodes out, which I highly recommend. Yeah. By the way. I was really enjoying it. I heard it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and also the Nepo casting there, I love the Wyatt Russell and Kurt Russell playing <laughs> the same part. I think it's super cool. Um, but but anyway, uh, but yeah, but it's like that show is just going to be about these two time periods and how they were dealing with Godzilla then and now or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, so there's not going to be like a Christmas episode of this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, cause these things are basically just like, you know, eight, 10, 13 hour movies now, you know? I mean, yeah. But again, I get like the landscape of these things. TV has changed. Um, yeah. And so that's why it's like that. And, and the way that we consume things is changed. Um, so, that's another reason why. And I think a lot of people don't really take a lot of these things into account when they're, sure. when they're watching these things or reviewing these things, they don't take, <laughs> they don't take the evolution of how we consume our media into, into account. Um, yep. And that plays a role in these things. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just something that, that is never really addressed, but it's something that needs to be added to the con conversation for, for context. Yeah. And I don't know. It's that's why you know when we were talking earlier, it's like yeah, I'll, uh, around Christmas time, you know, I love to put on like the the Abed's Christmas episode or you know some mm -hmm. Friends episodes or whatever. Even a couple like early season Big Bang theories had some good Christmas episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, then it's just like I've I've seen uh, bits and pieces of that show, but I've not watched a lot of that show. I started with season two and I made it to like seven or eight and then it just i don't know and then i sort of lost interest but okay. i'm a i'm still kind of a sucker for old school sitcoms you know taping in front of a live audience and all that oh yeah no i i, I love stuff yeah and that's also a bygone era <laughs> it is uh, but uh but anyway um you know it's it's something you know so i definitely want to add this episode into the rotation every year because you, you know it it's nice to have the just the you know, the, the big bombastic, you know, like the star-crossed episodes, which are fantastic. Those ones I watch a lot. Um, yeah, well, the thing is, like, you, you need you need a healthy balance, right? You have to have that, but you also need to have these types of things. That's why, that's, and, like, that's why the whole of it works, 
uh, it's right. because you have a mixture of everything. Uh, but yeah, no, this I watch it every year. I watch every, I watch this every year on Christmas Eve before I go huh. to bed. That's it's awesome. My, it's been my tradition. <laughs> um, trying to come up with traditions with the little one now, um, but I don't know. I think they kind of, sometimes they just kind of happen, you know. Uh, sometimes, yeah. But uh, I got I got to say this was a this was a blast to get to talk about, and yeah, it's it's always a blast with you on the show. Um, Likewise. So thank you, thank always you. Always blast uh, to be on. Well, you know, it's man, we didn't really have any interruptions today, which I was very surprised by. <laughs> <laughs> um, except for her and my cat chasing each other, because that's a yeah, thing. That's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so if people are out there in the interwebs looking for you, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at Sir Lance Laster on all of my social medias. And you can find me talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow on Always Hold On to Arrow. And you can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. All right. And as for me, you can find me at Four Comic Junkies on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow my other show, The Spider Man Book Club. Uh, Lance has been on several times. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, follow that show at Spider Man Books on Twitter. And if you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts, please write a review, subscribe, get those buds in ears. And we just want to say Merry Christmas, everyone, and a Happy New Year, you filthy animal or something. He said something like that. I mean, not in this episode, but a different episode. It's not even the show, actually.